everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Hustlers, to another episode. We're so happy to have you back this week. So we ended last week on how to live a happier, more fulfilled life, part one. And just to give you a little bit of recap from the last episode, I'm just going to read a little bit, just kind of summarize where we left off. So we talked about sometimes in life, there are points where we don't feel like we're consistently happy or fulfilled, whether that be in personal lives, professional, or in any area of our lives. There are times we may feel like we, you know, hit a low spot or feel stuck, or maybe you're content, but you know there's more to life where you're currently at. So no matter what scenario you relate to, we honestly need this episode. It is very needed. It's a very important topic. So important that we're doing part one and part two. So we wanted to dive deep into how to take steps to live a happier, more fulfilled life. And when we left off on part one, we left off on being accountable for your words and actions. We were talking about what that looks like. And now we're going into another step, another topic, part of this episode. So I want to have this conversation where I want to ask Abby how she actually takes steps to prioritize her time. So when it comes to living a happier, more fulfilled life, it's hard because you'll want to say, I feel like, yes to so many things that maybe you don't actually want to say yes to. And then you're stuck feeling unhappy with the life that you've created yourself or the things that you're in the middle of doing. So prioritizing your time is super important. So Abby, tell me and tell our listeners about how you take step to prioritize your time. Yes. So I like how last episode we talked about just like putting our relationships or possessions and being accountable and setting boundaries for ourselves. So I think that one simple thing that I do that helps me first, before I deep dive into it, I have a planner and I put everything down on my planner from waking up until going to sleep. And so it makes me really aware of what I'm doing with my time. And if I have a day where I'm like, where has the time gone? And I didn't get to do everything that I wanted to, I get to see right there what I did with my time. And so that just laying everything out for me helps me prioritize things by looking at what I did and didn't get to. That is the basic thing that I do. When I write everything down, I color code it. So if it's like highlighted. Of course she color codes. (laughs) If it's highlighted like work, I'm going to probably prioritize it. If it's family, I'm not going to be able to budget. Like if it's a family dinner, I know I can't move it because it was already planned. It's family that I respect that. And that's how I set my boundaries and prioritize my time. If it's something that is just that much more important, I'm not going to move it. And that's one thing that I do. And then another thing is just setting boundaries and keeping promises to yourself. So when I need to do things and take care of things, I used to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I got five extra minutes. Oh yeah, I have 30 extra minutes. I have extra time. I have I just have all the time in the world, but it's like, no, I have one life, one life to live. Abby only has so much time and Abby has a lot to do with her time. So that just telling myself that I'm like, okay, yep. Redirect. I don't have time right now. I'll follow up with you. And I learned how to respectfully tell people, Hey, love this conversation, but I have to go right now. Like literally right before this podcast. So I'm in a pageant. I did announce that on the podcast, but 
my agency was booking a sponsor for me. And I really want this designer to make a dress for me. It would be amazing. And guess what? I made a plan with Hannah to record a podcast. And I was already running 10 minutes late. And I literally in the middle of the conversation said, hey, guys, I love this conversation. I'm really looking forward to working with you, but I have to record a podcast. So I will have to follow up with you in a later date. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And they're like, well, just exchange contact information. I'm like, I already locked in. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Is that fine? Does tomorrow want to work with you? Yes. Okay, great. They're like, have a good night, Abby. After that, they're like, have a good night. And I'm like, thank you. Bye. But old Abby essentially would have felt guilty to tell somebody, hey, I don't have time right now. Or I would have felt like I would lose out on something. But at the end of the day, when you prioritize your time, people are going to start prioritizing your time as well. When you put limits on your boundaries, people are going to start respecting your boundaries. And if they don't, then it's not for them. Your time is not for them. They don't respect your time. That's on them. So that is something that I learned the, I don't even know, easy, hard way. I mean, I lost some things, but I realized those people just didn't actually respect me. They're taking advantage of my time and my willingness to put myself out. So I also just set boundaries on keeping those promises to myself. Well, I was going to ask you to have you ever said no to someone and like felt guilty or felt bad? Yes. So like I have a lot of little cousins and people that call me in their time of need, like mentees and I do not. That's one thing. I don't care what's going on. I will talk to them. (laughs) I was helping produce New York Fashion Week. And one of my cousins called me crying. And I did not care. And everyone's like, where's Abby? Where's Abby? And I was like, well, Abby might lose out on some trust in this space. But I cared about that family member more. And so that's like, times where I don't say no, but honestly, it's not because I feel bad. It's because I truly, I guess I am prioritizing my time, but just in things that society wouldn't The question question was like the opposite. I think that you heard it was like, have you said no to someone and felt bad? So for example, if someone needed you and you said no, like I can't do this right now. And then have you felt bad? Yes, I'll say again, I used this example before, but my little sister, because she always needs me and she was living with me for a summer. And I would say no to little things like, let's go out for dinner. No. Can you make me dinner? No, I can buy you dinner and bring it here. And like, she liked it. She loved it, whatever. But what she needed wasn't that. And so that made me feel really bad because she's a priority to me. Like I always say, She's my favorite person in the world. Her and my grandma, like top five, top five. Okay. So when I would say no to those things, I realized it's because I thought all those other things were more important or I'm going to lose out on other things. But at the end of the day, that relationship meant more to me at the beginning and end of the day. Okay. That makes sense. Because I feel like a lot of people for this type of setting boundaries, it's easier said than done. Like, oh, yeah, I can totally set these boundaries. I can totally do this. I'm going to prioritize my time. I'm going to say no to things that don't matter. And then there's the people-pleasing part that gets in the way where you're like, dang it, I said no to this person and now I'm feeling, like, guilty because I'm like, I should have said yes or I should have done this. I mean, me, for example, 
Today, I was at lunch with Andrew, and I hadn't seen him a couple days or three days, honestly, kind of like a week because I was gone in Dallas on a project. And he's like, hey, like, let's go to lunch together. Like, I want to go on a date with you. I want to spend some time with you. I have an hour, you know, in between work, whatever. I'm like, okay, let's do it. We go to lunch, and I get a call from a potential client. And I looked at him, and I said, I know we only have an hour. I said, is it okay if I answer this or not? And he looked at me and he's like, no, I'd appreciate it if you waited till we were done and called them after, like, I think it'll be okay. And I was like, initially kind of like, oh man, I really wanted to see what this person was going to say, but my time with my husband means more. And he noticed that and saw, wow, she's making me a priority instead of just taking the call. And guess what? I called them back in like 15 minutes when we were done. It was not that big of a deal in hindsight. And initially I felt bad because I didn't answer it. But you know what? In hindsight, who am I going to prioritize? I'm prioritizing my husband over that call. And so I feel like initially you might feel like some too, like some like, oh man, I just let this person down or whatever you may be feeling. But in hindsight, if you know your priorities, it's really just sticking to them. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking of living a happier and more fulfilled life, I know that something that really helps me in staying happy and fulfilled is actually giving back and being generous. This is something that is very often held against me or people like to throw in my face that, oh my gosh, you were being naive. And it's like, no, that's actually a part of me that makes me who I am. And if I got rid of that part of me, everybody would hate me. Like literally, because I wouldn't be who I am today. So when it comes to being happy, more fulfilled, I think it's important for people to just know what is true to themselves. But when it comes to like giving back and being generous, Hannah, I want to know your opinion on it, on how you feel about that, because I know that that's something that we're kind of not similar in. <laughs> yes. There was, I think, something that you posted the other day on your story or something where it was like, or it was a video or a quote, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, there are different types of people, different types of givers. And it was like one giver just gives and gives and gives. And then there's another giver who earns the trust and you have to earn the trust and then gives, but is also very wary. And I feel like for me, it's a hundred percent that like, I'm that type of like giver. I'm like, I'm not just going to go, like, I have to trust you and I have to trust that you're not going to take advantage because Looking back in my life, I don't get taken advantage of. Like I set boundaries and I set things in my life where I have walls where I'm not going to get taken advantage of. And so I'll be generous. For example, like my master's program that I was in, like I gave my number to the professors when they reached out and I said, hey, I'll be a mentor to anyone who reaches out. I opened up myself to that and was like, okay, do I have a bunch of extra time? No, I'm in a pretty busy phase in my life. But am I going to be generous with my time for people who are curious about their career or looking to grow in this specific career or need advice or need help or need anything? Yeah, I'll put myself out there for that for like a small example. But like I'm not just openly like, okay, I'm going to be super overly generous to people. That's to me is like I have boundaries put in place because of my vulnerability and because I'm just refused to be taken advantage of where I'm just like, okay, I have to earn the trust of the organization, earn the trust of the individual, earn the trust of whatever it may be. And then I'm like, if you ask any of my friends, I'm like super loyal. I'm very much like, we'll do anything for them. I'm like number one fan, like that's the goal. But I have to have that trust to be there. And I'm very cautious about it because again, I have those eyes where I'm like, "Mm, this person could be leeching or "Mm, this person could not have my best interest in mind. 
or mm, this person, you know, might be whatever, or this organization might be whatever. And I just, again, like don't want to be taken advantage of. There was like two months ago, a good friend of my family's was helping this guy out. He was a contractor and he was like, you know, needing payment for something because he was late on something. Long story short, he seemed like he was going to be good for his word. And this guy just like lended him a ton of money onward thinking that it was, you know, going to be paid back, you know, in a period of time, whatever. The guy took the money, changed his number and ran. And now he's like, no one knows where he is. And so it was like, when you're super, super generous without putting those boundaries in place, then you put yourself at risk to be taken advantage of. And some people take the L and they're like, you know what? That's okay. I was generous and I got taken advantage of. And like, it is what it is. Like they're happy to give. But at the same time, that can be, if you're not watching out for red flags, if you're not trying to be cautious and sometimes you have no control, but sometimes if you just weren't being vigilant and kind of had some of that stuff up, then it can be tricky. Yeah. And a lot of people like they'll have their experiences and allow those experiences to mold them. And that's how we organically are as people. You can learn every lesson the easy way or the hard way. That's what my dad always used to say. So it's like you live and you learn or you learn it the hard way. And I think that that's, I don't know, I've made more in my life, made more out of my life from taking risks and jumping off cliffs than from being safe and being scared And I will just say, like, anyone could be taking advantage of you. Anyone. Even people that are close to you, they could be taking advantage of you and they don't even realize it. And so that's why I'm like, why would I sit and worry about it? I'm going to be in those spaces, be the best that I can be. I know that God's always going to bless me if I need anything. I have a good support system. Good. I'm a little less risk averse in a lot of spaces, too, to the point where I always look at others and I'm like, I have so much. If I lose something right now, I know I can get it back in literally like no time. And so I never am like attached to those little things. If someone's taking from me emotionally or energy wise or time wise, those are things I cannot replace. Those are things, there's one of me, okay? So like if someone's taking from me in those ways, that's just like disrespectful in my opinion. (laughs) But if it's like the shirt off my back, like everyone knows if they're hungry and Abby has a full meal and Abby's super hungry, Abby will give you half her meal. Like there's no, my friend yeah. came over two nights ago and like she could have been taking care, advantage of me if I wanted to say it because I haven't heard from her in a year, but she needed a place to sleep and it's because her flight got delayed. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And I like gave her the last food in my fridge. Like it's just like, Karma. Karma is a religious thing, but then Bible also says you reap what you sow. Yes, life might take from you right now, but look at all the doors that's opening, all the things that the, that God's going to give back to you. I really do believe in that. Like, if you're not doing something with malintent, like if you're doing something with malintent or even looking for something in return, usually that's kind of stuff backfires. But oh, yeah. it is really like... You do reap what you sow. Even if you got slapped on the hand this time, it's like, but were you reaching out to help that person stand up? Them slapping on the hand was not your problem. You're still the person that's going to help the next person up. So it is scary to be like generous and like give too wholeheartedly, but don't put yourself at risk. It's something I always say. Don't put yourself at risk. Don't put your like entirety at risk, something that's going to make you not have food, shelter, or sanity, that is not something for you to risk. 
So yes. that's also something. I think that that's about. really important too, of what you were saying too, like your sanity. Like I have again, like my husband has a family member who was literally just like in struggling for most of his life because he just gave so much and he gave more than he could actually like afford and handle himself. And he, it was just a mess and everyone had to kind of help and clean up things because he wasn't being wise about how he was giving. And so it's like, it's not bad that you're giving, but you can't give more than you have because then you're screwed yourself. And he had a family and like, I mean, you can give example after example. And I think that's why I'm just like, being generous is a good thing. It feels good to give and you shouldn't do it with expectations. I love that you brought that up too, like not expecting anything in return, but making sure you're smart about it, making sure you're looking out and for yourself and your your own well-being, especially if you have family and stuff like that, your well-being, because that is important because you don't want to be screwed over for more than what you can handle and all that stuff. And that has happened often to really generous people and you don't want to be taken advantage of. So it's really just, you know, again, making sure to that you're being wise about how you're going about things, making this smart decision. But also, like you said too, it's like helping people out, giving the shirt off your back. If you have something available to someone, then give it. Like you said, with your friend coming in town, it's like if you can let them have a place to stay or borrow some clothes or have some food. I mean, I feel like that's too, it's just like the right thing to do when it comes to being generous and giving. Like the other day, it was like, I noticed that this guy was like struggling to like look through his wallet and find some money for groceries. And I just like paid for his groceries behind me and not because I was expecting anything in return and, or or I was like bragging about it because no one even knows it happened until here. But it was just like, I noticed something and I feel like when your conscience makes you aware of something, you know, of like, oh wow, I noticed that. And I have a choice right now to walk away and pretend I didn't see that or to actually do something about it. It's like, no, you like have to act on that. You have to be able to be generous when it's when it's literally, especially right in front of you. You don't have to, but it would be nice. I'm like, to. I'm like the other decision is to just walk away, and I couldn't walk away. My heart would hurt. You know, it's like again being wise. Like I ha- I could afford what he had, and so I'm like, why not? Like that's to me, it's like if your conscious is making you aware of something and putting it in front of you, it's like yeah, I always say like give what you're comfortable with. So like, don't feel like shamed or guilted into it either because that's a trap that people fall into that makes them if you're not like again bible verse okay god loves a cheerful giver if you're not cheerful doing it don't do it because oh my gosh my heart hurts or i have more than him or i'm luckier than him no do it because no i'm not saying that's what you said exactly okay i was about to say i mean i was very happy to do that i'm not talking about your situation anymore i'm saying in general like make sure that you're being a cheerful giver in whatever you're giving because like i will literally go buy a sandwich to eat and then see a homeless person and then give away my lunch and be like oh frick i don't have enough time to go get lunch and i'm like well that could be the only meal for the past two days so like a lot of people wouldn't do that because they're like no i'm hungry and this is my only lunch time and it's deteriorating my health if i do not eat right now and so it's like give what you're comfortable giving Well, giving isn't giving too. I know we talked about this a while ago, but like giving isn't giving if you're angry or irritable or like upset about it. Like it's giving, like you said, like God loves a cheerful giver. It's like if you're going to give, give with a cheerful spirit and a thankful spirit and a grateful spirit. You can't just give and then just be like, and like sour about it because that almost ruins that like ruins the whole purpose behind it. Yeah, definitely. But this, this conversation could get real deep. 
I was about to go into like the spirituality of it, but I think we need to move on. Yeah, I have to say, yes, I know we are only on. We're only talking through two steps, but it's I love it because it is an important topic, and it's important again. Like, there's so many facets of it, but like it also like there was a podcast I was listening to that talked about you know when it comes to being generous, and this was in a sermon too a couple weeks ago that I was listening to. But it's like when you're generous too, it's like you're living out a purpose higher than yourself. And you're not just thinking about you and your own world. You're thinking about other people. You're thinking about outside of yourself and you're investing yourself into something else that's bigger than you. So I think it's important too to have a purpose that's bigger than yourself when it comes to living a happier, more fulfilled life. And even in the Bible, I want to talk about one more thing before we move on to our next thing. But it talks about, you know, there was a rich man who gave, for example, if he was making $100 back in the day and it was like super wealthy and he gave 20 or $5, for example, whatever, that was seen as less than the poor woman who gave five pennies because she only had like six pennies and she gave five of her six. And it like talked about, there was like the whole parable of like, she had nothing yet still gave everything and was like willing to just like give it all. And the rich man just gave kind of like the very, very bare minimum out of like, kind of like, oh, I have to. So if I'm going to have to, I'm going to give this little bit. And so it was just something that with generosity, that's like something that like comes to my mind too of like, even if you don't have a lot, if you don't have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of resources, it's still important to, again, think of something bigger than yourself and be willing to help those in need and be willing to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to help someone else be willing to do that. So, yeah. Okay. Are you, are we good on that topic? (laughs) Yeah, no, that leads us to... That literally leads into what we're talking, like what we're going to talk about next, which is having a purpose bigger than yourself. Abby, why is it important to step outside of yourself and have a purpose bigger than yourself? I was just talking about this yesterday with my cousin Brandon. It reminds you why you're doing what you're doing every day. So in times where you're just like distressed or you don't know why you're in these spaces or in these situations, you can really tie them back to your bigger purpose. For me, yes, I, I'll name things that I like doing. Like I like to give. I like to help others. I like to coach people through things. I like to help them build things. I like to bring their visions to life. Cool. What's my bigger purpose, right? Those are just little bullet points under my purpose. Honestly, I really feel like I want to be able to inspire people to be and feel invincible, Because that's something that's really a part of me. I know when I was growing up, like my dad would always question, like, why is this girl always willing to fail? Why is she always putting herself in these situations? My own friends are like, why did you do that? Why did you do this? And I'm just, and then the next month they're like, oh my gosh, how are you doing all these crazy things? As if it just came out of nowhere. And it's like, no, I take risks. I put myself in these situations, not because I think I'm the best person in the world, but also because I trust God, I trust God's plan. Like there's nothing the world can take from me at this point. And so my bigger purpose just really, like truly, I always remind myself, like I always want to help people feel like they can do anything because I believe anyone can feel like they can do anything. And so even when like people get mad at me for being direct or people get mad at me for like giving them criticism, I will take a big step back because I don't want to have that effect on people. But At the end of the day, instead of being like, okay, I'm never going to do that ever again. I'm just like, that's still part of my purpose. I just need to be in spaces where that's valued. 
period. There's spaces where it's valued, there's spaces where it's not. If people don't see your purpose, then it's not for them to experience. And that's something that I was talking to my cousin with yesterday, because when it comes to your purpose, reminding yourself and going back to that all the time is crucial. And you have to remember, God gave you everything you need already to pursue that purpose. And you have everything you need to be great. You just are hanging with the wrong people or you're giving your gift to the wrong people. So I think it's really important to make sure that you are honing in on your purpose whenever you do anything that you love, because we're going to have our ups and downs. But when you can tie it to your why, nobody can stop you. Like truly nobody can stop you. So when it comes to bigger purpose, I know that like there is not a lot to really say as well, like when you when you remind yourself of your bigger purpose and why you do what you do, you really need to have the courage to pursue that as well. So it's important to have a purpose bigger than yourself because you're making an impact. And so you're not going to fall short. You're not going to say, oh, I just failed. You're going to say, oh, that didn't work. Let me try another way for me to accomplish that. You're going to have a little more courage. You're going to have more perseverance when you tie things to your bigger purpose. And again, it's going to make you feel fulfilled when you accomplish those goals and when you check those boxes. So again, just tying it to living a happier, more fulfilled life. Your purpose definitely is bigger than you, bigger than those moments, bigger than all those little experiences you have as it is the big picture that you're trying to build out. Yes. And I feel like going off of that as well, it's really important to remember when it comes to living a happier, more fulfilled life, something that's really important is saying yes to those things that make you happier and more fulfilled, even though they may not seem like it at the moment, like you were saying, you do all these things and you take risks and then you're reaping some of the rewards of taking the risks and getting outside your comfort zone and doing all that. People, it's like, oh, how are you doing this? And like you said, it's just out of nowhere. But really, it's because you laid the foundation and you took those risks and you got out of your comfort zone and you took the steps to live a happier and more fulfilled life. So, you know, again, just a reminder to have a purpose that's bigger than yourself and living for something that's bigger than yourself as that will lead to a more fulfilling life than just staying static, not taking risks that you know you're passionate about and denying that. That's just not going to be healthy. So it's going to be really important to be able to say yes to those things, even when it may not be comfortable because we don't grow in our comfort zones. We grow outside of them. And something to remember as well, we wanted to end on a reminder of we can attempt to improve ourselves even 1% each day. And at the end of the year, we'll be 37% better than when we started. It doesn't happen all at once. It's a slow fade every day getting better. And Abby and I, I feel like can really attest to this too. It doesn't all happen at once. It's the little habits, the little things, the daily things that you put into place to get better that really make the difference. Absolutely. Well, Grosslers, that's all we got for you today. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Enjoy this topic as we did two episodes on it. Feel free to follow us on this platform that you're on right now. If you don't follow us already, you better click the follow button. Follow us on Instagram. Join our Facebook community. And we will see you next Wednesday. Bye, homegirl hustlers.